Oh my God, Dylan! For the first time, and I'm gonna say three years. We're three goddamn years. We are recording an episode of this absolute um, professional podcast. That's right. John forgot his mic, so I'm recording into the Zoom. Yeah, and uh, and we are not in what you would think a green screen studio. We are in the garage where Dylan does press ups, and I assume a, hides from his wife. <laughs> there will be a um, a picture posted of just how terrifying this place is. I am, of course, Dylan Gott. This is John Hastings. Hello, everyone. We are dressed like hot dads. <laughs> Just wanted to talk about uh, what breeder you got that Labrador. You telling me you got that from Rosie? <laughs> she told me she was out of chocolate labs. I'll tell you this. Your hedges are fucked up and the whole neighborhood's talking about yeah. it. I want you to know something right now. Buying a Prius in 2021 is like putting a swastika tattoo on your forehead. The entire neighborhood is ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, this is Brett Fart for Bret Hart? Baby, we're talking about Brett Fart. Brett Fuck. the Fart Man Fart. Clit the shit man shart. <laughs> Clit the suck man cock. I can't believe that not 14 minutes ago we were holding your wee child and you <laughs> we're just said, holding. Clit the shart man fart. He likes farts too. Can you look at the levels? Because... I oh, realized buddy, I can't. You are perfect. In the fucking pocket. All right, so Bret Hart leaves for WCW, and what is the fucking first thing he does, John? He The first thing he does, he shows up at Starcade, and he has tucked his T-shirt that I believe he... Oof. And I believe he's wearing a... What's the most rebellious thing you could do? At this point, mm -hmm. you show someone your belt. Okay, yeah. So there you go. He has... The best thing about Bret Hart is the way he would dress in WCW was he would wear the fucking cargo shorts that were so low that you could see only his ankles oh yeah but he tucked that fucking shirt in i mean he, he also has to go to work not only that bret hart tucked in a hockey jersey <laughs> which is a level of sociopathy hockey players don't tuck in hockey no jerseys. here's the thing about bret hart and wrestling in general because this is a time where i it is crystallized in my head because i was literally like mainlining wrestling at this point 100 what i thought adults wore based on professional wrestling in the late 90s, was so wrong. Are you telling me not every adult man's just wearing a fanny pack and talking to a woman? See, this is the thing. At this point in my life, I knew that Bret Hart was on his way down because I was like, oh, this is like if my stepdad tried to be like, you want to hang out? I got those big pants all you fucking <laughs> losers are wearing. Yeah, yeah I'm wearing shoots, shirt, shirts from Lugs. <laughs> shoots? Oh, Lugs were huge. Huge lugs. I got a FUBU hat, you little fuck. <laughs> I wore lugs and they fell apart in 25 seconds. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I just looked up what a turf is. <laughs> Do you know what a turf is? Yeah. Uh, trans exclusionary radical feminist. There you go. Don't what? like them. Why? You don't, you don't like turf? Because um, a guy I started stand up with made it real big on YouTube during the pandemic and a bunch of turfs are fucking with them. What? Who? Yeah, Sam Feldman. Sam Feldman? My Sam Feldman? Of course. We Sam Feldman? Yes. We Sam Feldman started stand doing stand-up as a 15-year-old, stopped it, and now he's continued it as a fucking fucking up some turfs. He's fucking up turfs? Everyone, go, turf check, out fucking, go check out Sam Feldman. He's Feld got 100,000 
YouTube subscribers is doing better than us. Go fucking... So wait, no, he's not, because he doesn't talk about fucking sick-ass Bret Hart. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't talk about fucking Bret Hart during his best era. Here's, here's the thing about- oh, man. Because you know the funny thing is, is, is it's and this has never been discussed, really, is that he comes into WCW when Eric Bischoff is, like, got the hugest cock in the history of mankind yeah, wrestling Because it's literally... He comes in when... Eric Bischoff is so impressed with himself, he is weaponized. He's turned his ego. He is a, he is egotistical enough that someone would assume he's done cocaine, but he's just hanging out with Hulk Hogan. Like, this is. Because understand, Eric Bischoff thinks Vince McMahon is done. Mm-hmm. Eric, Bischoff is, Eric Bischoff is where AEW is right now. And I have. No, it's more like. It's a hundred. Uh, I guarantee. It's just different styles. The thing is, is it's not the late nineties. The late nineties success is like you lit. Like bear in mind, like success then is like you literally go on camera and smoke a full cigar and sit on a motorcycle. <laughs> and now, like, just because the world has changed so much, success is literally like you sit on a folding chair and smile next to CM Punk. Like they're both like we are going to be the number one wrestling company. And they're like, no, you don't understand. This is a man that willed the, the, uh, willed the knowledge that he's from the South out of existence from sheer tyranny of will. You yes. will never beat him. His Vince McMahon's son-in-law's heart nearly exploded. Vince McMahon's reaction was to change the logo of that man's show <laughs> and tell him to fuck even, off. I don't think anyone's even talked about that, where it's just like, he was in the, oh, that's really bad that your heart exploded. Anyway, we're changing the kids' names. Uh, Braun Breaker is your first kid's yeah, name. Yeah, he's very ha, interesting. Ha, ha, ha. That you are not as good as me at living. <laughs> so, Bret Hart... He's yes. the referee for Eric Bischoff versus Larry Zabisco. The reason why in they the ha- middle of the fucking card, and also no, it's like here's the crazy thing. So here's inexplicably because I looked, I always was like, why the fuck on the, like the most important Starcade would you put Larry Zabisco? It's because they did Turner research, and Larry Zabisco was inexplicably popular with a bunch of the audience. Here's my theory. He was popular with the dads that were dragged, that, that were forced to watch Nitro. Because if you watch it, it was just Larry Zabisco being, New World Odor. I don't uh, <laughs> I don't care for what's going on in the ring. Does anyone have any, some weed? I am also looking for weed. Yeah, the thing about Zabisco is he was the only guy on commentary who was like, I think we should kick these guys in their butt. Yeah, you know what? If I had a say in it, you know what I'd do to Hulk Hogan? I'd... Uh, videotape him having sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife and wait for him to say those things that I shockingly don't agree with him. You'd think I would, but I don't, Tony. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is the NWA may beat WCW, but they will not beat the old Zabisco. They won't beat the Cruncher. They won't beat Larry Walker on the ring Zabisco, but... So Bret Hart, Larry, who appears in every shoot interview wearing those weird, only existed in the 90s dragon shirts. Oh, yeah. Larry Dabisco fucking rules, though. Yeah, Larry. What was Larry Dabisco's nickname when he was in the Dangerous Alliance? The cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who sucks cock. (laughs) (laughs) Arn Anderson is the enforcer, and Larry's going to fucking suck your little dinger. 
I know you sting your little stinger. That means hog is going to be in my <laughs> Tony Khan has a stroke and accidentally hires Vince Russo. I really hope that he just makes Cody Rhodes the cocksucker. They'll never turn Cody Rhodes heel because he has so many of those things in TNT. So it's just going to be like Prime Minister Cody Rhodes, who everyone hates. And I think that might like uh, be one of those lines in the sand with AEW, much like a line in the sand I think Dr- Bischoff drew was like, oh wow, that's great, the Montreal Screwjob happened to you, Bret Hart? You're a mid-carter. Like, he clearly sees Eric Bret Hart as a mid-carter, and nothing no, could no, change no, no. that. No, no, He doesn't see Bret Hart as a mid-carter. So he, here's the thing is, Bret Hart is many things, and ability to understand the situation is not one of them. And here's the situation. He's coming into Hulk Hogan's company. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan left the WWF refusing to put over Bret Hart. Bret Hart's coming into a company being the second or third highest paid wrestler. And so Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan is a psycho, paranoid wacko, is like, well, let me tell you this, dude. You're not wrestling me, dude. Like, it's like, no, you're. they're going to fucking stamp on this guy and make sure that his heat is gone. Like, this is what's so crazy about this period in WCW mm-hmm. is it's literally guys putting their own, like, no, I need to get a louder cheer in Macon, Georgia than you. Because that's more important than sustaining my financial future. This this is the crazy thing where it's like clearly the only thing that could happen in that story is that Hulk Hogan loses and then goes away. But then they're like, how about this, brother? How about I fucking don't lose, right? And then Sting, right? Fox me on tape, brother. Bro. I mean, but, okay, so what, <laughs> what, was, what a bailout. Also, you all need to go listen to the 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff and Conrad because they go through this pay-per-view. And Eric Bischoff's reasoning behind a bunch of the decisions make no sense. But the other thing that he does say, which I will agree with, is the Brett that he got was crushed. Because the Montreal screw job is the person who was affected most by it was Brett. Because in Brett's mind, you can't do that. I'm the champion. You can't fuck me over. So he came into a situation where he should trust no one. And he was already lacking confidence, lacking ability, wasn't a political animal. So he got really fucked over. And also, they did everything they could to make sure that any heat he had from the screw job was expelled while he was refereeing Eric Bischoff versus Larry the Cocksucker Zabisco. <laughs> the thing about that, though, is, of course, what most people remember is he comes in, he's like the special enforcer for Hogan versus Sting. Quick count that isn't a quick count. No, and the Brett uh, immediately looks stupid because he goes, I got screwed over. And I'm not going to let. Here's the other problem that they have, though, is the mic doesn't work. Yeah. So it's a whole clusterfuck. It literally is. Not going to happen again. Yeah, and it's also like you put Brett on TV to be like, "All right, tell your side of the story." He's like, "I uh, think it's uh, bad that you screwed me, Vince." And then Vince McMahon's on the other television program. Just being like, oh, I got a helicopter, I'm going to cut Steve Austin's balls off. And everyone's like, well, I guess. Well, this is the other thing that was amazing guy. is it also was the most that being themselves Vince McMahon and Bret Hart have ever been, which is Bret's is like, well, why you don't like this kind of conflict is because it reminds me of the time that my my dad would just go, time to play punching bag, your punching bag, and he would do that <laughs> to my body. 
And then Vince is just like, I have been wronged, and the only thing you can do is just invent a narrative where it the, it was the other person's fault. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's like literally, and also plays into it perfectly of what you're saying is WCW has this crazy, weird, confusing clusterfuck that makes no sense. And on the WWF, it's Vince McMahon in a very nice brown suit going, the time-honored tradition of our business is mm -hmm. that you do certain things when you are leaving a company. Brett did not feel that he was able to do that. So Brett screwed Brett. So it's concise message. You go over to WCW, and it's like muddy confusion. Right after Starcade, what do they do then? They put Who's Dylan's dispute? favorite part of the most recent series of Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Yeah, the galley kid himself. Nature. No, they don't even. Yes, His first feud is with Ric Flair. Brian Adams. No. <laughs> he feuds with Brian Adams, baby. Because they needed, because guaranteed, this is how WCW works. Hey, Brett needs to beat somebody. And they had to go all the way down to Brian Adams for someone who was like, no, no, sure. they had, no, because Brian Adams came in relatively at the same time as Bret Hart because mm -hmm. they were doing an in running interview. And then inexplicably, Brian Adams came in the ring. I'll never forget this. Monday Nitro, and he was holding a long leather jacket, like tight clothes, like a robe without the belt. Oh, yeah. And then Mean Gene was like, what's this gentleman doing in the ring? Wouldn't shake his hand, Brett. And then oh, Brett yeah. shakes his hand, and then the NWO attacks him. You're like, well, are all, you fucking kidding me? They're all the way down to Brian Adams for someone's like, what's this shocking? It's fucking Crush, I guess. I don't, sorry, guys. We <laughs> suck now. We're not good anymore. Yeah. But like when you're trying to do... Obviously, they bring in Brett, and the thing is, Brett, like I said, can't really tell his story, so they do have him face uh, Ric Flair, which you've already seen him beat Ric Flair. Oh, the bald hairlines are out now. Oh, this yeah, is what boy. happens. Let's fucking Ooh, have at it. Take that. You know what it is? No one says this when you see a man still golding balls. You know what that says to everyone? What it says? What? We got hard dicks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have too much testosterone, and we're not going to get on those pills that would just make people find us more attractive. I refuse that. Also, like, fuck you. Like, I'm not. There you go. What, uh, what do I give a shit? I don't give a cock full of shit. I look, I had way more hair 10 years ago, and I looked way worse. Granted, I was smoking and just not taking care of myself, but I oh, buttered yeah. everything. Well, this is what happens when you get older. You take care of yourself, but there's depreciating, maybe, what do you call it? Maybe things. for you, bro. I'm still going to get shucked out. <laughs> <now. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Fuse with Bright Adams. Then they have them weird. Then they have. A pay-per-view. Right, Adams. Kurt Henning is next. Kurt no. Henning is next. What are you talking about? Kurt Henning is not next. I... The next pay-per-view okay. is WCW NWO sold out, which was Ric Flair, Bret Hart, have a match. Okay. And it's that pay-per-view. Have you ever watched that pay-per-view? No, but have you ever watched fucking Dark Side of the Ring? I don't know. What? No, I haven't. What happened? It is, it's where Dusty Rhodes is turned. Yes. And so they have Tony oh, yeah. Schiavone reacting to Dusty Rhodes' turn during Ric Flair and Bret Hart, which means that match then doesn't have commentary because Tony Schiavone storms from off from the commentary position and just leaves Bobby Heenan to call. And it's like, it's so surreal how much effort they just put. Just how much they shit on Bret. Yeah. But like I said, they, like, like Bischoff says, you got a depressed Bret Hart. The Survivor Series happens in November. He debuts in... The December, January. Exactly. And it's like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's already started getting his revenge for Bret Hart. So it's like, now you have a more charismatic, better wrestler who's in storyline getting his revenge. So it's like, you kind of feel like Bret's been paid back. And Bret didn't get to come in and, like, beat the shit out of Bischoff. And then, 
we're fucking fighting the NWO now. Like, we have the title, but we still need to, like, run them off. And then the NWO gets their, like, final... You could probably do another six months to a year of just them running around, like, avoiding having, like, a four-on-four match or something like that. Like, maybe they don't... They never have the world title again, but they have the... We need the U.S. title. And then, like, I don't know, fucking... Brett beats Scott Hall. I obviously everyone's reworked this angle a million times. I gotta like, say this right now, and I actually I'm not joking. This is the first time someone has reworked the NWO angle where I was like, "It's all right, actually." See, I am good. You are good. <laughs> we are good. So, did you know this? So wait, and then the, it, so it, so it goes, Brian Adams feud, and then cuts like a knife because they're with Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, also, can we all just just let just the this is being recorded the week the plane ride from hell dark side of the ring came out. Um, obviously, Ric Flair is a piece of shit. Like I don't understand. We've been like, saying this for years. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like they're gonna have a fucking episode on how Jerry Lawler fucks kids, and we're gonna be like, more. They, what do we have now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if they do an episode on Mean Gene Oakland being a serial killer, I'm hmm. walking into the ocean. I mean, we all knew that like showing your dick and trying to put it in a lady's hand is not a joke it's just like sexual assault also, and then tommy dreamer getting fired for it where it's like i remember what i watched that yesterday in bed completely exhausted and i woke up to be like wow tommy dreamer they filmed you all you have to even if you believe something else just say what everyone's thinking it's funny, Dylan and I were talking before. How and then he has two. He has a man bun I with two ponytails. I was literally about like, to bring this up. Going, almost already probably offended. I thought, yeah, you look like a pedophile who's saying rape is fine. Yeah, Tommy, uh, Tommy Dreamer. Every podcast appearance that you, I've ever heard you on, back uh, when Stone Cold Steve Austin had his podcast, the Stone. Ke- I'm gonna get another aha. Uh-huh. Me too. I want one as well. Can I have one as well? Um, <laughs> yes. When Tommy Dreamer was on Steve Austin's podcast, that guy went out of his way. To talk about how much he loves pussy. Like, yeah, no shit, Tommy, that you're like, what? It's very funny when a woman doing her job has to see a man in his 60s dick. Yeah. Like, where I'm a professional He was comedian. in his 50s at that time. And also, it's like, 2002, in my mind, wasn't that long ago. But look at Ric Flair at 52 and look at, like, another 50-year-old now. And it's like, oof, I guess people are aging way better. Like Christian and Ric Flair, if you look at Ric Flair in WCW, he's Christian's age, and you're like Christian looks fantastic. Yeah, because Ric Flair, like Ric Flair, was like going, Jim well, Ross said in that thing, like maybe don't, and that's why Bret Hart, I think, aged really well. It's like, oh, you might he just fucks girls and smokes weed. I guess he just never like did a bunch of halcyons. Yeah. Mm. Don't be. Don't do. And then what? No one's talking about is Rob Van Dam being like, yeah, a lot of the boys used to just drug women's drinks and then fuck them. That it's just was like a so throwaway. Crazy. And this is the thing, which is like. Bret Hart never did that. Which is crazy. Did Bret no, Bret Hart did it in like. No, Bret Hart. Bret for Hart, sure, some women uh, slept with Bret Hart who were. Not like, knowing that he had a wife that. or kids. I guarantee. Well, that's all he did. But like, he also strikes me as the guy who's like, you know, I know most of Wonderwall. And then, <laughs> and then it's just fucking, you're in the dungeon. You know what I mean? Okay, here's a little game I play. I'm Stu and you're Stu. We're both Stu. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've made that joke a thousand times. But it's still good. I like it every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're playing Stu and Helen. I'm Helen. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. How about this? Every. Also, here's the thing I was thinking about on the drive over here. 
Of all the people to open that garage door right now, if it was Bret Hart, I guarantee you'd sit down and be like, could I have some of that weed? <laughs> also, what would you like to know about my time in WCW? And I'd be like, the Harris boys, were they fun? And he was like, one of them doesn't like black people. The other one thought my Italian girlfriend was black, and that was awkward. I could say this. Bret Hart would just be like, he's the only wrestler I could see listening to these episodes and us making shitty jokes about him and then just be like, let me give you a long explanation about why that's wrong, and I do have the time, and uh, it started now. I want, yeah, he would definitely write an email. Be, I want it to be made clear Egg that every, sandwich. Woman, I, every woman I had sex with did know I have a wife and kids. I told them as soon as I nutted. Oh, I have a wife and kids. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you're not hearing from me. It makes it better when I can take your good memories from you. Yeah. Oh my god! It just oh makes god, it oh better god, for oh god, me because oh oh you would li- you liked most of it, I know, because I feel it. But it now you don't, and that's good too. So now I've nutted twice. There was a second one after I found out that you're sad. Yeah, I nutted once when I said that I had a wife, and then I nutted again when I thought about my kids because those kids. Were <laughs> so he has a bunch of so basically, Bret Hart becomes like, and you know what his WCW run reminds me of sort of is like. Um, how matches were in 2002 in the WWE where it was like they didn't have rhyme or reason for happening but if you separated yourself from storyline completely and just had it as like a it was like a house show match then they were good because he had good matches with Kurt Hennig and like he became the like he became Bret Hart the Intercontinental Champion again because they literally book him with Hennig and they book him uh, yeah they book with that they also but people who will lose to him but it's just like there's not like Scott Hall's not gonna fucking lose to him but there's these like three dudes who he should be beating who because he's a babyface he can't wrestle so then they turn him heel it makes sense they turn him heel put in the NWO because okay some of the babyfaces will lose to him like Sting doesn't mind losing to him Luger doesn't mind losing to him. Sorry, that aha really hit. That was good. I mean, these ahas are an absolute hoot. Um, <laughs> let me say Watermelon. That, I mean, who knew? I'm taking one for the road. It's very <laughs> late. Um, by the way, you know someone's in their mid-30s when, I need to perk up, I'll just drink some very cold water. Isn't it fucking crazy where we are in now that, like... I was literally thinking of driving over again. I remember one time I had to drive back because Dylan left a bunch of cigarettes mm. in the car. Yeah. Oh, and, I love smoking. Oh, as do I. <laughs> uh, but the, that's the best thing about quitting and being like, when I see smokers now, I'm just like, I respect you. You're tethered. You're tethered to the cigarette, but the cigarette is a good beast, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I'm like, my friend. I Like, I get it. <laughs> of course I get it. So what else happens? He fucking wrestles Randy so, Savage. He wrestles, wrestles Sting. Randy Savage. They put him in the NWO. Here's the one thing is, how do they have him go in the NWO? I just basically remember one day he just started walking down the aisle with... Wearing a Hulk Hogan T-shirt, yeah. In the weird time where NWO entrances, Hulk Hogan kissed a lot of the other members of the NWO on the face in a very weird, yes. like it was a very odd time. He helped it's- Hogan win the title back from Randy Savage. Oh, you're right, he did. So then it's like, and you know what, Brett would have been obviously if you have to separate yourself from the fact that they like didn't do anything with the screw job, but he would have been a good like Arn Anderson heavy where it's like this guy's fucking serious and he'll beat the shit out of you slowly absolutely it was also can i just say the that that savage hogan it was like two pay-per-views worth of setup was the best because it's the only time macho man randy savage's promos against hogan were phenomenal like things like yeah you think you beat you beat me 
what? Like you beat me once, but I like I held your belt for a year. You won matches because I will. You have wins in your career because of me. Like all so much stuff. Like it was such a good like. Hey, Eric Bischoff, maybe don't listen to Hulk Hogan and let some of your other incredibly popular wrestlers kind of work angles because actually when you do these are phenomenal and going to your point brett in the ring had a lot to prove because he was ego bruised and this is a guy that clearly based on the way he was raised how that manifests itself is he's trying desperately to prove himself in the ring so you get these great messages and they don't even do things like build towards Sting and Brett for a battle of who should have that submission hold. Like for fuck's sake, that no, writes it's, itself. It's very much modern wrestling. It's very much modern wrestling in that like modern WWE where it's like this is gonna happen. Why? I don't fucking know. Shut the fuck up. Like it's yeah. like it's kind of like, you like you like wrestling, don't you? Yeah, I do. Well, here's some wrestling. Yeah, but like, can you do some more? No, I can't. Because he's the big dog. That's get, fucking get why. Get your little... basement and suck my fucking toes. Like yeah. it's like a lot of like. It's funny because wrestling companies will spend so much time insulting their fan base for being big old dorks. And it's like, you kind of like need them to be big old dorks because if they weren't, they would just stop watching years ago. Yeah, AEW in particular is so guilty of like, oh, you don't get this very inside reference to a New Japan house show? But it's like, you got to write it for nerds because nerds will spend so much money. I think there was some stat where it's like the average wrestling fan spends like more money on wrestling than any other sport even close i had my finger hovering over purchase of all out and i was like by myself but i was just like i need this right now and of I course like, i bought it i bought it of course i did i didn't buy it i, I bought it and i watched it and you can watch it anytime you want i mean it's good oh i I'm not oh what you do i'm not saying that i bought it but i'm saying i did watch it on a website with cyrillic writing as soon as it went off the air of course of course you did so did you know this? Bret Hart's in the NWO. Loving it. It's the least charismatic member of the NWO, and I'm counting the shirts. <laughs> and then he faced Booker T for the world TV title. Oh, yeah. This is a very weird time where Booker... This is the, they were like, Bret, you're good at wrestling. This is the rise of Booker T as a great yeah. solo performer, but this is also the weird time where it was like, you just kept forgetting Bret was in the company for the most part. You'd be like, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, because he's not one of those like 80s guys with the with the fucking triple threat like this is when this is when definably wrestling is more about promos than wrestling very much and so. it becomes also, not bret hart's like we talked about in the other episode it's like this isn't bret hart's world anymore but what's also weird is they have jim the anvil neidhart and the british bulldog in wcw also being wrestlers and they don't just put the three of them together as like team heart the Hart family, the Hart boys, the Heart Attack gang, yeah, the dead before they're fifty boys. Yeah, they don't. They just don't take little things. But then this is like th this is when the NWO becomes NWO Wolfpack and NWO Black and White, and it's like now, oh now, so the NWO did definably win because your whole show is the NWO now. Yeah, this is, the NWO literally becomes NWO is fighting NWO. He's on the side of NWO Hollywood. Um. Yes, and he's like, and then Owen he's a good dies. heel, but it's like, is that right? I got that right. And then Owen dies. Uh, no, yeah. I one mean, one more year. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. So it goes into it's the Henning feud in the summer, and then it's uh, NWO Black and White versus NWO uh, Wolfpack. He's solidly in uh, NWO Hollywood. He has a feud with Sting. 
It's all very fun, but you're like, oh yeah, Brett's here. Owen dies. Mm-hmm. He fucks off for a bit. Comes back, does that tribute match with Benoit that is amazing and very weird because in the middle of it, Benoit grabs the microphone and says, um, I just want you all to know uh, after this, I'm going to go home and murder my wife. And <laughs> <laughs> Just because I lost this match in storyline yeah. means they must pay? I do, no, because he's like, I want to have a reason to have another tribute match. Oh, that's what he does? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he said. He's like, I need to have a, this was so fun. Uh, and then we get into the really weird time, which is Brett does my favorite part of his WCW run, which is Brett starts doing aggressively angry, weird quitting promos. Yes. Basically, Bret Hart in the year 1998-1999 invented rage quitting. Yeah, so he comes out, like, one of the best ones is he comes out in Toronto and Goldberg, he baits Goldberg into spearing him. Goldberg spears him, and it's revealed he's wearing a steel plate on his stomach, and Goldberg is unconscious. And then he goes, hey, Bischoff, I quit. And it's perfect. It's honestly one of the most perfect ways I've ever, they did with the Goldberg character, most perfect things, because... They both lie down for a really long time, and then he peels Goldberg out, and it's like Goldberg dented this steel thing, but now he's done, and he's unconscious because I, Bret Hart, outsmarted him, which here's is like also the thing perfect that, for the Goldberg character because it's like crazy the only thing that can kill Goldberg is himself. Why the fuck isn't that how Goldberg's streak has ended? Like, that yeah. is literally, like, they were like... Well, I mean, you'd have to be like... He just starts off with a spear and then loses in eight seconds. Like, that's probably not a good way to do it. But that's like, exactly the way to do it. You just get it out of the way. Yeah, he should have lost. Because then what it is is... should have lost like Gold- Raven or Goldberg something. Goldberg has one defeat. What was it? Bret Hart, he's... Like, it's also that gets Bret Hart's heat back, by the way, is I beat Goldberg. Again, no one talks about this, but why did Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker? Because the WWE had destroyed Brock Lesnar's mystique and heat by having everyone win against him. For his entire time that he was well, back. this is what they do, right? They and do then, the... And then, like, for that 18 months he's back, and then you get to WrestleMania 20, you beat The Undertaker, and then you just have Paul Heyman be like, remember how he beat The Undertaker? And then you got to SummerSlam, and he just mugged John Cena, and it's eight years later, and everyone's still like, sweet, Brock Lesnar's got a Tommy Dreamer-style haircut. <laughs> Brock Lesnar has an undercut man bun. He looks like he sells bad weed to losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, us. <laughs> he sells bad weed to us, and we're like, cool. So wait, you say you get high off this? That's yeah, fun. That's fun. Can we hang out? No. Okay, I'll just have, I'll just be outside your house. Uh, yeah, I'd like to still hang out, though. <laughs> so Vince Russo takes over WCW and pushes Bret Hart, which that's good. Yeah, because Vince Russo knew Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret the fuck man Hart. Yeah. Bret the clit fuck But fart. this is also when like he gets pushed as necessity because like Hogan's leaving. Like... The rats go off the ship once they're like they've really wrung everything so they can what out of WCW. Is, uh, s- someone opens the books of WCW and is like, "What in the name of great googly fucking muggly oh, fucking Christ?" Isn't ninety nine when they lose fifty million dollars? I thought it was ninety eight. Is like really crazy. A lot of money, like more than you'd think, given like how much shit they do, and then. It's something like they made 60 one year and lost 50 the next year. Like they almost m- lost as much as they made. Yes, I think that's exactly it cuz it was like 97 was like a dollar profit or 96 was a dollar profit or something. Mm-hmm. And then they make money in those 2 years and then 99 is like 
And bear in mind, like the money they make in '97 and '98 is fucking insane. Like it's everyone accuses Bischoff of like, oh, he just had Ted Turner's money to spend. It's like Ted Turner is a vastly more successful businessman than you are, Bruce Pritchard. He isn't like giving this guy an unlimited amount of money to spend. If the the vision of the Turner fucking empire he is running is making ninety million dollars, you're like, yeah, you can ha- you can rent the Hell's Angels to walk to the ring with you now because last year you made one ninety mil, and then the problem is is like, wait, you lost that much? Okay, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's uh it's a corporation where it's like. You have no, there's no, like, it's not like a professional sports team where it's like you get three years of grace because you won the World Series or something. Absolutely. The other thing to talk about is, like, Owen is fucking, or pardon me, Owen dies in the middle of Brett's WCW run, and Brett just goes home. Like, Brett just does, they don't, like, he just fucks off. I thought he was injured while Owen died, and then he comes back. No. No, no, they just literally, I think it's, Bischoff tells him, and it's just like, just go come back when you which want. must be crazy because it's like now this thing that you loved within three years is like robbed you of your happiness and killed your brother and like obviously he's getting a divorce but i don't think he ever really cared that much i mean i guarantee i guarantee he forgot what he has forgotten what her name he was. actively forgot his own wife like his son blade has to, he's like you're and like blade has to, my mom mom that's the word for that woman <laughs> yeah uh, what's bad pussy's name again? Yeah. Mom, yeah, once it got stretched is, out yeah, by not me. outhouse uh, that I pay for called? <laughs> so Bret Hart does, you do know this, Bret Hart got a concussion from Bill Goldberg. What? Bill Goldberg kicked Bret Hart in the head. We're skipping forward. We are not skipping forward. You are missing one of the most important moments ever in the history of WCW. Vince Russo comes in, nothing is fixed. They spend a bunch of money on a new set, and they give Tony Schiavone a bunch of... They give him frosted tips. Still doesn't fix it. Jeff Jarrett debuts. Does that fix it? No. But I'll tell you what's going to fix it. Let's do the NWO again, only this time oh, we go with yeah. NWO 2000. And Bret Hart is the Hulk Hogan character. Oh, God. No, because it's Bret Hart, The Kevin Harris Nash, Boys, and... Jeff Jarrett, oh, God. and the Outsiders. Oh, God. NWO 2000. No one ever talks about, in my opinion, like literally. I think that's just, I think that's one of those wrestling things that's so, like, uh, people d- hate so much that they just like push it out of their mind. It's kind of like when you really talk about the invasion angle, you have to face like how disappointing it is. Like the end of the invasion angle, where it's like Team WCW. Triple H, yeah, Stone Cold, yeah, Team and the Headbangers, Team WCW, their team captain Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, mm. Gerald Briscoe's friend Mike, yeah, exactly, and like, oh god, so wh- how is NWO two thousand happen? Oh, Jeff Jarrett, and then Jeff Jarrett pins them all on top. No, Roddy Piper, the Harris brothers. Roddy Piper's the special guest referee and is attacked by a bunch of them, and then. Bret Hart also attacks him, but there's no emotion or passion to it. It's literally like, oh my God, what a maneuver! Roddy Piper's in trouble, and Bret Hart is a 
also not a friend of his anymore and they're saying rude words to his him and his ear. Like it's so you're It like, must be crazy for Bret Hart. It's like all I want to do is be the champion and then it's like, okay, so you're facing Barney yeah. and Barney wins. You want to be the champion? All right. First thing you got to do, beat Spanky in a yeah. San Francisco 49ers match. <laughs> you have to beat up all the San Francisco 49ers, but here's the thing. You only can pin them by kissing. <laughs> you pinned you. The thing is, I was also going for a something to do with he has to kiss them joke, but I couldn't think about it. <laughs> Just flat out say it. But yeah. Uh, One so thing I got for you, Dylan. the head. Go for it. Ooh. Lovely. That's a shark. No, I sharted recently. Did I tell you I sharted recently? I was, pi- I was pissing in my toilet. Oh, yeah. And I went to go have a classic while I'm pissing fart. Mm-hmm. And a substantial amount of shit came out. Like, I'm not talking <laughs> a, like a little... Did you ruin your pants? They were thrown out. I don't know. I threw out the bath mat, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you wipe your ass with a bath mat? No, I, I, I don't know if you've ever shit your pants. But once you go to, like, de-pant... Oh, the shit falls out. The shit fell onto the bath mat. And I... By the way, anyone who's like says they're a germaphobe and then was like, "Wait, you you didn't just wash your bath mat?" Being like, "No, I got eight dollars, man. I can get a new non-shitted <laughs> bath mat." I would never do that because the earth is my only love, or whatever. No, it's not. Save for the earth. Behind this is an oil refinery. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't touch that. It's just a bunch of my uh, plastic I throw out. I throw up. I just throw plastic for fun. Yeah, Dylan just takes a bunch of plastic. For, he just orders a lot yeah. of takeout food. He just just bring me the containers, and then he just drives directly to a lake and hucks them yeah, in. Yeah, I go to a dollar store. I buy all the pens, and I throw the pens in the garbage, and then I go, "That's good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take know. that, octopi. Ooh, okay, take that. You so fuckheads. NWO two thousand happens now. Yeah. Bret Hart is the charismatic leader of a. <laughs> few- hey, uh, we're in the NWO, and uh, we're gonna uh, win. I just want to let you know that we are, in fact, taking over. Hey, guys, did you know that I'm bad now for the fifth time I'm learning? And all of the fans out there could stick it. (laughs) That's probably what he said. (laughs) Which I don't really understand the implications of because I would just tell you to fuck off. Hey, get 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 a coat. If you have a coat, keep it on so you're warmer than usual. I don't. I don't care about. Want to know why I wear a leather jacket in winter? Because I'm cool. Yeah. Do you know what? If you order uh, water at a restaurant and you uh, ask for a straw, I won't bring it to you. <laughs> a. Uh, my mom's name is Helen, and sometimes I put on a wig and go, "I'm Helen." <laughs> and then, and that would make you so bad in 1999. Oh my God! If that's yeah. You could just come out. You could just calmly come out, and then just like, "What's this guy?" My name is Bret Hart. I'm an adult, and I miss my mom. That's so funny. They would just just play New Jack's music until he was able to get on the plane, fly there, and then attack you. Well, think about Shawn Michaels' thing, where it's like him coming out and be like, "Hey, I'm taking a rest for mental health." Uh, Everyone be like, "Oh yeah, fine," but him saying, "I lost my smile," everyone's like, "Set this fucking pussy on fire, yeah. this piece of shit." I mean, asshole. in 1997, if he'd been like, "I'm, I'm gonna give back the title for my mental health," like there would have been a, they like, would just burn the arena down. Exactly. Oh, why did they? And then Hartford, Connecticut, was burned to the ground because a man with a ponytail said he uh, experienced anxiety and mental health issues. I, uh, I lost my smile because I haven't yeah. H-bombed any bitches. <laughs> <laughs> 
original character. Stone Cold Shawn Michaels. Don't leave your drink alone. He used to do that. That's the bottom line, which is cocaine I'm giving your kids. The greatest thing, the greatest greatest gift that ever happened to Shawn Michaels, sorry, is that Marty Jannetty is fucking annihilated all the time. Because if you actually listen to what that guy says about the time in the Rockers, it's like. Robbing a bank, that's not what Sean liked. Sean liked what I call robbing women. And then it was like, uh oh. And then it gets worse from there. Here's the thing I'm going to say about the plane ride from Hale episode of say The Dark it. Side of the Ring is those guys also made Hobo with a shotgun. And I guarantee they were like, it's going to be nice to do Dark Side of the Ring, a little levity, and relive some of the things that we enjoyed. And instead they're like, what do you mean he did what? I guarantee those people like looked at wrestling and were like, wait a minute. We could do 90 seasons of this. And that's when New Jack Here's the crazy asked thing a lady for the keys at a hotel. They were super big fans. They, were, like, they weren't... Uh, we're not getting to Dark Side of the Ring. Anyway, go watch that episode. It's very exciting. We should take a break. When we do, we're going to come back and talk about um, the last stage of uh, Brett's career, which is where he gets kicked in the head like Bill Goldberg's a horse. Mm. And then um, his uh, very brief return to the WWE that's very uncomfortable. And what I would like to talk about, my personal favorite, his inexplicable appearance at the first Double or Nothing AEW pay-per-view, where he walked out, showed the belt, and uh, I saw him talk about that fucking match he had with... Um... Benoit? No, what's his face? The guy, the videotape. The famous thing uh, with the the really ripped guy that was going to be the new Hulk Hogan. Tom Tom McGee. Tom McGee. So, all of that. After the break, you hot sluts. I'm broken and going through a divorce. I'm a daddy now. Please donate to Patreon for Christ's fucking sakes. Give us some fucking money, you fucks. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash. Welcome back from break, John. Yes, Dylan. Bret Hart had what happened after the Goldberg kicked him in the head? He then had a hardcore match with Terry Funk, where Terry Funk and I've watched this match inexplicably. Like it's God. clear that Bret was like, "My head hurts," and Terry's like, "I uh, my hearing's going, Bretford, but I heard you say focus on the head." <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy that like he had this crazy concussion, and just because of like obviously how wrestling is. Bret Hart uh, gets in hardcore matches and doesn't stop working for some reason because he's like, it's my... Uh, but, I mean, it the makes thing sense you gotta remember about in the concussions late 90s. So is, like, they're just, they're like, uh, they're like ghosts. They're only real if you believe in them. It's fucking crazy that he kept working for a publicly traded company. He could totally have been like, they pressured me and sued them for so much fucking money. Not only money. that, he, didn't he get released from his contract? Like, they fired him and they wasn't there a big lawsuit no oh no he was just they just paid out the end of his contract and he made an absolute fuckload of money he um oh yeah no uh wcw terminated uh his contract uh via fedex in 2000 yeah he got fired before doing to his do it because he was injured and the only time in history that they would have ever done that yeah the only time in WCW history where they would have been like, oh, yeah, you're fired. That's not true. They did that injured. all of the time. They did that to Austin. Oh, they did that Austin. to Sean Waltman. They did that to a lot of people. It was the Eric Bischoff move. That's pretty sick, though. Yeah. 
I can't use you anymore, so goodbye. NWO 2000. Oh, I had a stroke? Fuck you, you're fine. Yeah, imagine how much better the Millionaire's Club versus New Blood angle would have been if Bret Hart had been there. Dude, who do you think he would have been in the New Blood? A 45-year-old so. Bret Hart in the New Blood? I really? I mean, the New Blood had a bunch of guys that were not, like... Buff Bagwell, you are not new blood, Buff Bagwell. Oh God, the million, the millionaire, the Millionaires Club is the best stable in professional wrestling history. Who was in it? Hulk Hogan just in a <laughs> denim vest and a bandana feuding with. And then Billy he lost Kidman. to Kidman. He's like, "See, I did it." I okay, over- yes, but gee, how did he? Like, he lost to Kidman, and it's like, okay, Kidman. The bro- earth fell on him, and yeah. then Kidman went on top of him. Yeah, Kidman shot Hulk Hogan eight times. Hogan didn't die. Shout out a bunch of bullets. Also, it's brilliant Hogan stuff because he just randomly picked a guy. He's like, Kidman, you lose. You beat me. Oh, he's not over. See, I was always the best. Fuck you. Eat it, my ass with a suck fork. Really? (laughs) A suck fork. Then Bret Hart is obviously mad because what did the WWF do? They fucking supervised the death of his brother and uh, screwed him out of the title. Also... It's five years later, no, eight years after the screw job, six years after uh, his brother dies, and they do a DVD because they're originally planning a DVD that was like the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior style. Um, and he was like, no, we should just do one together. And then that's when you get the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was. And I watched that DVD when it came out. It was fucking great. That and DVD was, there's a weird, like, what defines the 2000s? One of the weird things that defines the 2000s is phenomenal WWE produced docu like wrestling documentary yes. like what I think the best one they ever did was the tragedy and triumph of WCCW because it was never a threat so and it was never connected to them so they were just yeah they they're able to they're like idea. yeah actually just be honest about what happened so yeah. you get like such an interesting perspective on a full history of a wrestling territory the excellence of execution was such a well produced cool DVD and I'm going to say it. You get the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, which is the best DVD they've ever made, because I don't care what anyone says. The Ultimate Warrior was not a... G- I liked him, too, but he wasn't a good man. And the other thing is, like, it's easy to make that because, like, I don't... F- I fucking know that they just make these fucking hit pieces about people. Yeah. I guarantee, by the way, if the Ultimate Warrior was alive... He would have entered the Capitol on January 6th oh, like he was yeah. about to wrestle the fucking honky-tonk He would man. have tried to kill Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, this is, you would have seen a guy with a speaker on his back and then... That's why it's crazy that Dana Warrior is like their, their face of their... It's like in creative for all the women's storylines. Like, how about this? How about they admit that they need a man? Yeah. How about you first of all find me whoever's gay here and kill them? <laughs> is Darren Young still fired? Yes. Okay. That's all my I want. Yeah, I just want you to say that to me every day. Mm, Darren Young's fired and uh, Kiss Canyon is. Uh, he committed suicide. Oh, those mm. two good things. Yeah, no wonder the sun's shining. I'm Dana oh. Warrior. So Bret Hart resigns with uh, the WWE. This is the saddest thing in the world. Because he can't. This is the thing. You're so paying here, off these two okay, crazy storylines. Okay, so here's, what, here's what's happened. He can't do anything because he had a stroke. Yeah, he had a concussion-induced stroke while on yep. a bicycle with his yep. kids. Yep, that's not good. Yeah, already those kids have a weird relationship with their father. Because imagine every time you wake up, your dad's just... Uh, you want to see the list of women I banged <laughs> while I was married to your mom? Hey, uh, do you want to talk about who I fucked again? Yeah. Um, Dad, please don't. What else am I supposed to talk to you guys about then? Yeah. 
How else do we relate? You just want to know something about me? I don't like your dad. My dad. I'm you. <laughs> I hate me. <laughs> so, Bret Hart signs in late 2009, and the first thing they do is they bring him out, and he does... Uh, first of all, this is such a little small thing, but I need to talk, talk about it. They change his theme song for some reason. Yeah. Just to fuck with the poppy gets, I'm sure of it. Or no, wait, was it because... No, I think that they weren't using... Because uh, Natalie... There was uh, Davy Boy... You get Junior and Boy uh, Smith Jr. and um, TJ Wilson. Yeah, were a tag team, and they but they didn't have that theme song. But anyway, they just use Bret Hart's. They fuck with Bret Hart's theme song for some reason. They just add a little hiccup to it, so it's like, yeah, it's very weird. Like it's also very clear that Vince McMahon, like Bret Hart, in many ways is CM Punk without the ability to do a very yeah. impressive promo in that. No one in the WWE wants to admit that he was ever a part of their history. And I guarantee Vince McMahon like, sees a poster for WrestleMania 10 and violently throws up. Yeah, it's kind of the weird thing where exactly... He didn't even have abs! Where I think they would saying like, he's more of a part of their history than they want to admit. Or he's more of a part of their history... Sorry, I'm saying this really dumb. He's a bigger part of their history, but it's not because it's like a Daniel Bryan thing where it's like it's not because they planned it. It's just they kept having to go back to Bret Hart because other things kept failing. And he was the whole thing where it's like, well, Bret Hart's still popular. Bret Hart's going to sell tickets in Canada and every other place in the world. So let's just go back to him. But there's just this thing where it's like and it, it makes sense where it's like he's just not the type of champion that Vince McMahon wants. No. He's an NWA champion, as we've mentioned. Yeah. But. Um, he comes in in 2009. He has a face-off with Shawn Michaels. They te- the best part was they teased Shawn Michaels doing a super kick to him, and I just remember watching that at a bar, being like, "Fucking super kick this fucking stroke victim!" Like, yeah. what? Take what are you him. teasing? Bret Hart also didn't come out when he went into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, he didn't come out in front of the crowd, and a lot of people were like, "Well, I guess he's just not ready to really forgive Vince yet." But it's like, no, he didn't come out because he has had a stroke, and he thought that. Those that amount of people would trigger another stroke. Yeah, like he's his brain is goo. <laughs> his brain is goo, and then he's got a fucking stroke victim doing a long promo. And Bret Hart has recovered well. He's even done comedy shows here in Toronto and stuff. He certainly has, and he's very good at. And he's very because every scene is like, and then my dick's out. Yeah, and then what good. I do is I just go over to your dad's house and have sex with your dad. Like, <laughs> what? And he's like, I'm I'm trying to fuck all the dads. And okay. Like, what? He's like, I'll be the super dad. The you're first like, part of like, my life. What do you think sex is? <laughs> like, Who told you that? <laughs> I made it up. I all everything I know I made up. Everything. Okay. So the X Men, right? I'm Rogue, and I get when I <laughs> when I when I take you, you are me now. Um, I me you you, me me you you. So they shake hands. Obviously, him and Vince have it out. Vince hits Brett in the nuts, and it seems like pretty open and shut. And honestly, it's like really fucking. Even seeing them in the same ring and not just having Bret Hart be like the time 
I don't know. Maybe I'm alone on this, but the time for conflict with Bret Hart and other people for me had ended because it's like I knew he's a stroke victim and I knew how like. Oh, and if you feel that way, then you are going to be very uncomfortable with that WrestleMania match followed subsequently by the. Yeah, because he can't you can't touch anybody. So it's like Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon. It's like, they're not going to do anything. Bret Hart's going to like slowly pick up his legs. And then be like, and you're like, oh, this guy's like a thousand years old. Yeah, and then the entire Hart family comes out and attacks Vince McMahon, and you, for some reason, feel very sorry for Vince McMahon in this weird way. But the one that bothers me the most is for no reason they didn't put him in the Nexus match. Yeah, and then he gets he. But the other thing is he gets hit by a car halfway through this angle, as if like the biggest event in the history of professional wrestling maybe isn't enough. Where it's like, hey, he screwed him out of the title, and Brett gets to wrestle him in a match after all these years that isn't a big enough story I'm like well you fucking got hit by a car and John Cena's in the match like yeah. you gotta like just fucking I don't know or like maybe they were the proxy it was so uh, weird it was such a weird thing to do it was like not a good idea from start to finish I hate it it makes me want to go to the bathroom in my pants it makes you want to shit your little panties that's right Dylan it does it makes me want to go you're right they do put up with the fucking nexus that's really funny no one talks about that just he submitted justin gabriel no one talks about that that man they kept him they kept him after the it wasn't like okay one off he put vincent a sharpshooter no yeah no they kept him yep because it's that weird thing of like because this isn't that weird time where it's like there's it's super and he wins the u.s title he wins the u.s title off of the miz oh yeah and he won't and this is the this is so horrible because he just dresses like Bret Hart dressed in 1999, but in 2009, and he wears the U.S. title, but he can't take off his shirt. Like he won't take off shirt for whatever. You just he's not comfortable with it because he's had a stroke but, and yeah. And the way he loses it is like he like that on they like he just like has a planned nap in in the ring and then someone covers him. It's like so hard to get out of this. Shit. It's also such a sad way for a sad man to end his career. And it's like when the rule for professional wrestling is that when a wrestler retires, they maintain 75% of the power they had because that's how you want to think of athletes. Like Dusty Rhodes, when Dusty Rhodes would like some, like Heath Slater would come out and be like, you're fat, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes would fuck him up baby, a bit, baby, baby, shake, yeah. rattle, and roll. And if it was Dusty's time to fucking take a dive and to get beaten down, then someone will come in from behind and then they beat him down and he does the blades, whatever. But here's also the weird Brett got hit by the nuts and couldn't do any offense and then he died. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but here's also the thing that's amazing is Dusty Rhodes will forever benefit from the fact mm -hmm. because Dust because Dusty loved grits and didn't give a fuck. Dusty was so much more low impact as a career, mm -hmm. and also Dusty's finishing move could be done by someone who has had a stroke. It's basically going the shaky rattly roll and elbow. No, because Bret Hart couldn't move fast enough. That's what to I'm to do that. But but I'm saying you could cheat it. You know what I mean? You can't cheat the sharpshooter. He couldn't even move. Like he couldn't fall down. I know. It's also why I don't know why they had him in so many matches. I just like. It's like Bobby Heenan. In 2011, this Bobby guy... Bobby Heenan was a no-touch, and he had his neck hurt, not a fucking stroke. And also, because wrestling's insane, was Bobby Heenan touched? Yes, many times. <laughs> 
but yeah, like like I'm saying, like so it's just I mean, as a Bret Hart fan, that was like I didn't need to see you didn't need to see that, but I mean, whatever. The man gets his money, that's fine. Yeah, he does. And uh, then he leaves and has um, some sporadic appearances, just coming out and being like, "I'm Bret Hart," and then and everyone then, applauds. And now which is it's good. My, and now we are at my favorite type of Bret Hart, which is, what do you mean Bret Hart's near a live microphone? Oh, oh, here we go. So I got to be. I have met. I met Bret Hart at a comedy bar here in Toronto. Very lackluster meeting because, mm-hmm. as we all know, I'm an own Hart man. Second time I saw him, which is I watched the Tom McGee Bret Hart Symposium. Let me tell you, like Tom McGee might be top five weirdest guy i've ever met he seemed like a sane calm gentleman next to brett who was like let me tell you about this match this match was very important and like after a stroke was like "Ooh, let me tell you about this don mcgee match i remember everything yeah because you're like oh maybe it- he doesn't though like has anyone thought about the fact that maybe bret hart just made some of this shit up and then he's very good oh that's awful that's such a great badly sm- that is, smells like lasagna too that, <laughs> that is, is terrible that it smells like your <laughs> wife's delicious eggplant lasagna and human shit <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst that's the worst one i've smelled expand on your disgusting point you pervert <laughs> what is it what did you have to say to say that bret hart now nah, i'm so proud of myself by the you way you shouldn't be i should be ashamed i'm just disgusted a father your cum made a human being, and I've bested yes, you. <laughs> what, what do you have to say about Bret Hart? The point's gone. I forgot. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. <laughs> I hope he fucking still cheats. That's what I hope. I hope that even though he has obviously a debilitating neurological problem, I hope he still fucking cheats because that's what he truly loved. He loved infidelity and being in some bitch's belly. You know what I mean? You can use that. What's your high point of Bret Hart? Oh, Bret Bret Hart. Oh, the second one? I mean, you'd have to say... Here's the high part for me. That great match he had with Goldberg. Low point? No low point. (laughs) Yeah, the no point certainly isn't the shadow of a man that we saw for those couple years. But you know what? He got money and... No, here's the the high point Me feeling awkward about it doesn't erase the money that he made. Is the spear with Goldberg. The low point is... Almost everything else. The funny part is, like, even if you were to extract, like, the true amazing match he had with Benoit, it's like he wrestled a guy who murdered. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You can't even be like, that's the fucking high point. Because the high point is, like, yeah, he did a good fight with a murderer. Here's also the nightmare of Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon's karma. He should have been he should have been kicked in the head by Goldberg and had his brain turned to clay. That's why that's why. That's why I have a hard time with religion, because Bret Hart had a stroke and Vince McMahon is going to outlive even his son-in-law. Yeah. Vince McMahon is going to outlive your child. And <laughs> Vince McMahon. And Bret Hart is like right now going, because ah, 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 he's just trying to find where the corner of the bed is because he, his brain is barely clinging to life. I guarantee... When John Cena does make a wishes, Vince goes, "Do you have the notes?" And yeah. then he goes, "I don't. I don't like keeping the notes. I'm in movies now, Vince. I can't the notes." Okay, and he hands him the notes, and it's just like, "Okay, so he had cancer, but what were the strong bones I can take?" Yeah, yeah. You know, Adrenochrome. I tried that, and they're like, "That's not a real thing." I, okay, why? Well, I, I just drank a bunch of kids' blood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know you're gonna throw them out. No, this is this child has passed away. The parents are going to bury them. 
okay, how much for that to not happen? And I just eat it and feel, see if it helps me, huh? How much do you think that Vince McMahon has just got dementia, which is why Bruce Pritchard is back? Because he's just like, it's 97, where's Bruce? And they're like, ah, he's over there. I mean, that could be it. I don't know. I think I think Vince McMahon more so is going to die like Joan Rivers. I think he'll die on the operating table getting a facelift. Yeah, probably. Well, ladies cool. and gentlemen. Cool. Because that's what you do. Once you hit a certain age, you're done now. The Bret Just Hart. Just don't go unnecessary surgery when you're 86. Not a good thing. No, what I like is always in these what do you like? sort of late summer months, we always end up doing a month-long saga of someone. I like that the Bret Hart saga is done. But who are we doing next week? I don't know. Who do you want to talk about? What's a funny one to talk Let's about? Let's do a one-off. Yeah, I want to do a one-off, too. Who's funny? Let's do Rocco, the uh, the puppet of Legion of Doom. <laughs> no. How are we going to stretch that into an episode? Who's someone that we could do for an hour? Let's do Paul Ellering. Ellering. Oh, yeah. Let's do fucking Pretty Paul pa- Ellering. Paul Ellering. Done. Next week. Let's do a, let's do a manager saga. Paul Ellering. Mm-hmm. Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Who's another good man? Paul Jones? Terry Runnels. Terry Runnels. Paul Jones is good. Oh, my God, yeah. Paul uh, Jones will be good. All right, so next week is... Paul, uh, pre, uh, pre Paul, Paul, Ellering, Paul Ellering, followed by the Playboy Gary Hart, followed by Paul Jones, who for no reason just gave himself a Hitler mustache in the middle 80s, Great. followed by Terry Runnels, a woman that the Dark Side of the Ring has made me feel already so much more sorry I felt than bad. I thought. I felt bad before, because remember, Dusty Rhodes wouldn't talk to her, wouldn't talk to his own son because uh, he didn't like the way uh, Terry Runnels was a whore. She was a whore. She had had sex with other men at the company, and he felt like it made his son look bad. Brian Brian Pillman had sex with her, because you know when you, a woman dates another person, she's the unclean. Of course, yeah. I mean, and you can take that out of context or in context, because I mean it. Yeah, how do you take that in context? Wait a minute, take it in context. Uh, this is the last episode of the rest of the review. Yeah. Oh no, what's the best? Oh yeah, best uh, best part about Bret Hart is uh, oh, his ras- match with the murderers, and the worst part is probably the uh, horrible stroke. Yeah, best part of Bret Hart is the fact that even in the ring, he's still an amazing ring man until he wasn't. A worst- ringman, a ringman. Also, I think you know what, but the best part might be was how Bret Hart should be utilized, which was the AEW pay per view where he came out and he held up the belt and then he went backstage again. And, oh, and, that yeah, is probably, and then he was also very to be like, of Vince McMahon. It's so he good. He needs to I be don't- a good commissioner. He's like a commissioner who comes out and he's like, that guy's wrestling that guy now. Like that, he would be a very good commissioner. Have you watched any Smoky Mountain wrestling? Oh, where fucking Bullet Bob gets pissed off and he wants that's to the, fuck that, people that, up. That's how they should use Brett. Oh, you're lucky I can't wrestle anymore. Well, they did it in Smoky Mountain annoyingly because he's like, but the Bullet can, and they're like, oh, really, Jim? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, for Dylan God, I'm a hot boy, John Hastings. Oh no, wait, you gotta plug stuff. I'm gonna plug them right okay, now. Okay, good. Everyone, if you want to see the video version of this podcast, head on over to our Patreon. This episode actually recorded together in Dylan's hot garage. Oh yeah, you we're gonna find- post a picture of the uh, of how it looks the opposite. It's absolutely. You can uh, head on over to Twitter and follow me at the John Hastings, or follow mm-hmm. Dylan at Dylan Got. That's D Y L A N G O. Double up that T. There you go, focus. We got merch on Redbubble. Just search Wrestler Review. I am. It's a pin tweet on our. 
Twitter at Wrestler Review. It's a pin tweet on our uh, Twitter at Wrestler Review. I am on Twitch Sunday through Thursday on the Untitled Twitch stream. That is Untitled Twitch stream. www.twitch.tv backslash Untitled Twitch stream. Enjoy the rest of your night. Bye bye. Or day. <laughs>